Hey guys, this week's episode is brought to you by Chase Bliss Audio. If you're looking for a pedal that is more creative than you are, Chase Bliss is the way to go. If you're just looking for a pedal that sounds great and maybe has some functions that most of the other pedals in that class on the market don't have. None Chase of the pedals in that class on the market has. I mean, Chase Bliss pedals do things that no other pedal does. Right, like, but I'm saying it's like, ridiculous. maybe you don't need 100% of the things that Chase Bliss pedal does, but you even don't. like you don't 25% of the extra things is already 25% more things than anyone else does. Chase Bliss pedals, they're all filler and all killer. Does that work? I mean, there's there's so much stuff in there. There's just they're just full of just functions and ridiculous these, tweaky little things you can do. These pedals are dressed to the nines. They look great. They got a digital brain and an analog heart. Aww. Head to chasebliceaudio.com right now. Tell them sixty cycle hum sent you. Double thumbs up. I like the thing we did a couple of weeks ago where we, were, we did awe at the same time after we said heart. I, I thought that was cute, but well, we didn't. Yeah. All right. When you get an ice cube and a gulp of water, Steve, do you chew it or do you swallow it? I put it back in the water. Oh, you put it back? Yeah. All right. This first ad was sent to us by William Pasternak. Yep. This you is think that's a, the right uh, way to say his name? That's pa how I would say it. Pasternak. Uh, this is a Dumble Overdrive Special Guitar Amplifier Clone Mercury Magnetics Transformers High Plate Skyline EQ Non-HRM. I, I don't know what any of those things mean. Yeah, no idea. High quality parts used. Price is negotiable. Sounds amazing. Made by Golden Amplification. I feel like clone was too far back in that description line. I feel like that should have been really far up in the front. Wait, so is Golden Amplification... Who's Golden Amplification? I've never heard of them. But they want four grand for this thing. Yeah, you look up Golden Amplification. I'm not going to look yeah. it up. I mean, it looks like it's a clone of a Dumble. That's the Dumble look right there with, you know, the the font and the knobs and the grill and everything. It's just the, the shape of the baffle and the uh, the chassis and whatnot. Are uh, you getting anything on Golden Amps? I found a Golden Fee Amplification, but I don't think that this is... Yeah, it's, it's probably some it small is. builder... Maybe even like a repair shop or something like that. Who knows? If you know anything about Golden Amps, educate us in the comments section, I guess. Uh, but how do you feel about an amp that is clearly a clone of an amp that, yeah, goes for these these fetch like 125 grand all the time, right? Like Dumbles. Like, yeah. They just fetch way too much money all the time. But it's a clone and it's four grand. Like yeah. I, and it's not like it's a clone from like like a big brand that people pay four grand for. Like in a quick search, you couldn't find Golden Amplification. We don't know who that who the builder is, so it's not like the builder themselves has any sort of clout, you know, to command four thousand dollars. It's it's simply going for four thousand dollars because it's a clone of an amp that goes for six figures. I can't find anything from this builder. Uh, you know, this goes back to the whole thing about clones and where what's the line with the clone. And, uh, you know, you go back to the front and it says Overdrive Special by Dumble. And to me, that that's that's the line. That's, that is that's that not, is the clear that is clearly the line. The line between what? 
between like what it like if you were to say hey i got like, this, is this a I clone got this or is this a forgery right no that's what i'm saying like this is this is bordering into counterfeit territory it's yeah. one thing to say like okay seriatone right seriatone makes uh what is it this the centara like pedal that is kind of controversial right now sure and uh, because it's a it's like a clone centaur clone but even that doesn't say it no, still it says, says serotonin it says serotonin centaur on it but it's using like the, the exact the aesthetic. same kind of box even like yeah, it's yeah. not using it's not just like oh we put it in a gold box and so um serotonin also does a bunch of amp clones but they all say like so the serotonin matchless clone is called the serotonin much less Right. So it's really obvious, like what it's what it's going for. The aesthetic is similar, but it doesn't freaking say Dumble on it. Yeah, this is trying to trick people. Like if if you saw someone with this on a stage, you'd be like, "Wait, is that a Dumble? Yeah. Do they have and, a real Dumble?" And maybe like I, the thing that I can't say is I don't know what an Overdrive special faceplate is supposed to look like. So maybe this isn't even close. Well, I was always under the impression that each one was kind of different. Like. <laughs> He made them all so like custom that every single one is kind of its own thing. Uh, but I mean, this has the look that I've always associated with the Dumble. But the fact that it says "Buy Dumble" on there, yeah, it's so, just, it's kind of sketchy. Like, well, the thing is, is like so. Uh, Dumble is also inconsistent with with graphics over time. Sure, the the ones I'm finding are like there's I'm not finding any with this particular script, and so maybe. You know, to a trained eye, that is the, uh, oh no, because I'm finding one that's exactly the same script. Yeah. So, I was no, gonna this, say to, this to, person did this to reproduce the look of a Dumble as close as they could get it. Yeah, and this is like a very specific. And my thing with, with these Dumbles, that people get them. And they're all supposed to be a little different. There's all these variations and whatnot. And I've always heard that, like, he, uh, I don't know his full name. We'll call him Jake Dumble. <laughs> uh, like, you would do a consultation with him, and he would have you, like, play through, like, a bunch of different amps, and then you would tell him which, which parts you liked of each one, and then he would build, like, a circuit for you. I really like, hate so the it's fact like, that I feel like I knew what his name was until you said Jake Dumble. <laughs> Jake Dumble. Howard Dumble. Howard Dumble. Um, and so with that in mind, like, what even is the sound of a Dumble? Can anyone actually like clone a Dumble? Because what what really sells with the Dumble is the pedigree as far as who made it, right? Not right. like a specific like, oh, here's the Dumble sound, you know? Well, and that's so, my interpretation of of the market for these, anyways. You know? and so even with their like, here is a this is the PRS J Mod 100, which is the John Mayer signature. Uh huh. Um, and I'm assuming it's based on some kind of Dumble because that's what Mayer was using yeah, for a while. that's what he loves. Uh, and it's six grand. So I feel like if you if you can... I almost feel like if you can drop $4,000 on a clone, you can drop $6,000 on at least something from a, a real... Br and again, I don't no, know who no, Golden Amplification is. Maybe they're legit, you but... buy a PRS amp, there's going to be for sure resale value. Not speculative resale value. There will be resale value. Right. This this clone from a company that we can't track down is completely speculative as far as value goes. Yeah. You can't compare it to any other sales in the market. 
You can't compare it to completed sales on eBay, Reverb, Craigslist, whatever. Like you are just guessing at the value of this. And yes, it's a hand wired amp, but what does that mean? Whose hands? Why do their hands matter? Right. No, it's it's and it did, totally did, insane. Did the person who built this, did they even have access to any dumbbells? Did they just find a schematic and go like, oh, I, I guess it sounds like it. Like, There's all sorts of things that can happen in amp that you got to tune by ear, you know? Right. It's not just a schematic for the most. I mean, for the most part, it's a schematic. But like, if you're dealing with tolerances in an amp where you're trying to nail this very kind of like esoteric, legendary... Who knows what it even sounds like sound? Like, how are you going to do that off a schematic? And in, unless you've got, you know, what you're copying in room with you. And who knows if this guy had anything in room with him. So, I don't know. I've, I I think four grand is a bust on this. I can't imagine a world where I'd pay over a grand for this off a used market. What do you think? I'm, you know, I would say, and if, that's just uh, me going like, "Oh, this is round about the value of a custom hand wired amp that right. a person made." You know, right? Um, no, I think that's, I think that's pretty fair. Um, I mean, this is this is a little more involved. Like, there are a lot of parts in it, and I will say, like, <laughs> I mean, my my center has got a lot of parts in it. It's probably not worth sixteen hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a point you were gonna get to saying like i know like mercury magnetics transformers are sure. expensive like every, all of the pieces of this are probably like and it looks sort of like the, a really clean job the highest quality like i you know then the person says this is made by golden amplification so i'm i don't even want to say like oh this is a this is a this is clearly like not an amateur build right it's just like it's a meaning to me. It's a meaningless build. Yeah. And so maybe to somebody there, there they know who Golden Amplification is, and and this is actually worth four thousand dollars because maybe that they have a really high localized reputation. But even if someone is aware of that, if they're savvy, they'll be like, no one else knows who this is. Why well, I'm going to pay for a name that only I recognize? You know. Right, I just did the thing. That's gross, um, dude. Just swallow it or I something. I have to wait for it to melt. <laughs> um, it's like, uh, well, so what I mean by localized is like, if I post something on our local Craigslist and say, recently serviced at Top Gear, like that carries weight. Sure. But then if I, somebody screen grabs it and sends it to somebody who lives in St. Louis, they're going to be like, who the hell is Top Gear? Right. It means nothing. Right. So that's what I'm saying. If Golden Amplification is actually something in Missoula, Montana, then maybe this is actually worth something in Missoula, Montana, Craigslist, but nowhere else. Right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I would, no, I would I not that. pay 4000 If something like this came up and it was built by Top Gear, I would maybe go like... 1500 tops so i'm in the same ballpark as you not that's just because you trust the the people that put it together right there's a reputation there there's a traceability where i can go to them and be like hey i bought this off of you fix it (laughs) or i bought this off of someone who got it from you yeah no i get that but yeah the only thing i could find for um, still golden amplification was golden phi oh that's probably what it was golden phi we're still pricing this based on what it is, not what it's trying to be. Right. We're, we're pricing it based on 
This is a hand-built amp by someone possibly in a local market. Uh, it's, you know, and that's a fair price for that sort of thing. Right. The The flip side of that is for $4,000, like, that gets you, like, into the top end of, like, a satellite Something from satellite. There's a lot of like, cool. That amps gets you I into the get top end, grand. right? It gets you into the top. But I'm saying, like, it gets you into the top end of some of like the reputable high end right. builders, satellite, Benson, and this is used. This is used I, for and, four, for four grand. I bet you could track down one of those PRS amps for four grand used for four grand. I could probably find somebody that is of similar caliber to satellite and Benson who's making a Dumble style amp. Get the amp, buy a Dumble sticker, slap it on there, and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's man. not even clever like i i, I you know if uh, my thing with clones is like if you're going to clone something Be do something clever with it like make a, make, do something fun but that, that's what we were talking about earlier is is like they're not this isn't a clever take on anything this is just this is a forgery yeah in a lot of ways if the person selling it doesn't disclose that it's a clone and they only did it with one word in this Really, I mean, they said the builder, but uh, if they try to sell it as an actual dumbbell, then that is fraud, right? You know, that's a crime. And I mean, I think, and there's nothing worse seeing on the amp that does that for you. It doesn't say like actually not a dumbbell or something like that. You know, it the says, flip side of it is buy dumbbell on. It. Is I think dumbbell is such a wow. What did I eat this morning? I oh, don't know. Pancakes man. and eggs. Oh, nice. Um, I did waffles and eggs. I we think. Had a uh, I think. Uh, Dumble is such a brand that anyone who's buying a Dumble for like less than, I don't know, $50,000 right. has to expect that something's It's like up. when you see a $600 Rickenbacker on Craigslist. And, you're like, and, yeah. Eh. And anybody paying more than, you know, $50,000 for an amp should be like in the know enough to like, have somebody take it apart and verify that it's real. Yeah, and there's got to be some kind of insurances involved and sort stuff like that. It's gonna be it's being sold from through that auction house or whatever. You yeah. know, I still though someone could be fooled. I not enough people have seen these things in person to know exact specifics. Like I said, a lot of them are you know different and they vary. So it's like someone could someone could see this. Someone sketchy could see this and be like four grand. I can flip that for fifty. And they, you know, take it to a different market, to a different city, whatever, different country even, and try to uh, fleece someone with this thing. I don't like it. The more we talk about this ad, the less I like it. So I say no. I say no to the $4,000 amp. Uh, we want, you want to talk about what's new, Steve? Let's talk about what's new. Uh, I got a shipment. I got several shipments. I'm glad this happened to you this time instead uh, this of me. This is a Moomoo. Uh, it's called a Moomoo guitar or a Moomoo ukulele. It's a Moomoo music. Well, we should. Um, they say we design you rock. So it's actually their website is a rock. Right. Uh, I think or a Moomoo.rock. So well, I, I think I think we should up. put it out there. This is a contact that is, uh, is it this, a sister company of... It's not a sister company. So this is, um, so a few years ago, we made uh, contact with uh, Music Area Cases. Right. This is, um, this is the company that the, our contact actually operates. So he works, uh, okay. he's working for like one, I think his, I'm not exactly what his involvement with Music Area is, 
from like a what his title is but obviously he was like he's doing like artist relations stuff with music area because that's how he got in contact with us my understanding is with amumu like he's like building like he's managing the product line gotcha like that's he's his, running that's the, his brand he's running the company okay that's how so, it's been described so me. anyways he wrote us and he's like hey i want to send you guys some stuff and you were like hey okay yeah sure <laughs> And so we started getting shipping notices and yeah, they just came one got, after another. I think three shipping notices. So you were holding up. This is like a transducer pickup. Yeah, this is actually, this is pretty cool. Um, this is a uh, transducer pickup that you would just attach to the, the body of an acoustic guitar. Or potentially a ukulele. Yeah. So I want, I want to experiment with that. There's an acoustic sound hole pickup here that they sent to us. Uh, maybe you should mess around with that, or we should do a giveaway with it or something. You yeah, play acoustic yeah. a lot more than I do. Uh, I've got... There's so much crinkling going on. A Rasta pot leaf strap here. What, kind, what got, is that? This is a some kind of super padded guy. Uh, a three and a half inch wide strap. Holy moly. Oh, that's a big boy strap. This is like a, like a harmonica bass, like a heavy bass or big acoustic guitar kind of a strap. Yeah, yeah. That's your comfort strap there. And then we've got, I'm sure you have more bags of straps down there. I'm going to start opening some of these boxes. We've got these ukulele sized boxes because that's what's in them. Oh, Scott. Yeah, this is going to be the crinkle episode right here. I know. This is terrible potting. We throw some whispering in, we'll get a whole different kind of audience. Hold on, I got I got another uh, I got another Rasta strap here. <laughs> they know what we like. We love Rastafarian stuff. What? There's an extra bag in here. I don't know what. Like strings and probably, yeah, clip-on tuner, bunch of extra stuff. Is that all in the ukulele box? Yeah, it came with this ukulele. Here's box. one of these uh, pattern. These pat these like flower pattern straps. Oh, I like you guys that. Can see that? It's pretty cool. I might keep that one. All right, first ukulele. I gotta say, like the ukulele case, the fact that they come with cases uh, is pretty cool. I wonder if those are music area cases. That's attractive. It's got uh, what is that called? The spalted maple going on? Yeah. The glue smells all right. No electronics or anything. But is smelling uh, ukulele is a thing. I'm into smelling guitars when they arrive. The nut has a weird iridescence to it. Not weird, but kind of different. I've never seen it before. Not in tune. I'm sending it back. <laughs> so there's that one. I'm going to check out the other one. I want to see all these ukuleles, and that'll be our what's new. And then I guess maybe I should do... This one's in foam, in a foam thing in a case. Uh, I should do a video comparing all these and then pick maybe one I'd want to keep. And then maybe you pick one you want to keep. This has got like this simple triangle rosette. Yeah, that's a, that's a cute little guy. Clearly. And then maybe we'll give uh, two of them away to inner circlers or something like that. Yeah, we'll figure something out. This is the essay contest. 
Oh, an essay contest. <laughs> these little like ukulele these little ukulele cases are sick though. Yeah, they're pretty good bags. They have like a little strap to hold the neck in place. It's like it's like they're trying to be a big boy little case. A big boy little case. Alright. Ukulele number three here. We're ripping through these. I'm just saying, like when I, when we got a ukulele before from uh, from that other company that we got one from, it didn't have a case. It was just set in a box, and so I was expecting the same thing. So, like the cases to cases to me, especially for an instrument this small, where it's kind of difficult to track down a case. Um, is like this that's a that, big added value. Is this the one the same as the other one I just opened? It's definitely similar, hold, hold but I don't know if it's exactly the same. I think it might just be bigger. Yeah, it's bigger. That's interesting. Okay, yeah, they do, um, what is it, soprano and tenor ukuleles, so I don't know. Uh, off, I think this is the tenor model. Though. All right, open up that last one. Let's see if I can get a tune on this real quick. So did only I'm one, not even did try. only one of the boxes have the like the, no, the no. goodie pack in it? They both both of them did that I had. You didn't get them in yours. I think you got the the uh, the the more budget range. Ah, because yours don't have like the abalone and the spalted maple and stuff. Oh, this is the oh, uh, the, no, the Nautilus one. It's called the Nautilus. Yeah, I'll have to tune these up and do some playing around with them. They look good. I mean, they look fine. I don't I don't see any issue with any of these ukuleles. I'm going to have to spend some real time playing around with them to have an actual opinion on them. Oh, even like the the sound hole is different on this one. Yeah, yeah, it's got That's a funky pretty shape. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yours has strap buttons. Yeah. I ain't got no strap this is, buttons. This is designed for live performance, right? <laughs> I want to pair one of these with that little transducer mic. And uh, run some ukulele through pedals and stuff like that. Cool. So uh, that's what's new for this week, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I like how I've been complaining about having too many guitars, and then Steve goes ahead and orders us four ukuleles. I didn't order any of it. <laughs> he just said, hey, can we ship you some stuff? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Oh, man, ridiculous. Well, that's cool. That's cool. We'll have to figure out what we're going to do with them all. Obviously, we're going to... Ryan's going to slap together some kind of I mean, demo if, fun stuff. Whatever you don't want and I don't want, I think it'd be fun to do some giveaways. Yeah. I think this is fun stuff to give away, especially like the Rasta straps. I don't necessarily want a Rasta strap, but maybe someone out there does. Um, <laughs> I like ukuleles. My, uh, I've got that Waterman plastic one. I've got a Lion by Washburn. That's uh, actually pretty decent, despite being a Lion by Washburn. Uh, but I don't have uh, those big boy ones, so I mm. probably want to keep one of the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's a clip-on tuner in there. I, I need to add another yeah, uh, so clip-on tuner to both, my pile so of clip-on tuners with dead batteries. So both of yours, both of the boxes you opened had the clip-on tuner and all that? Yeah, was it the, the little goodie bag. Yeah, I think it really is, did, so. I think it is just a price difference sort yeah. of thing. Uh, so, like I said, the site for that, all that stuff, I believe, is... I should have looked this up ahead of time. We'll Bad put a link me. down below. Go check it out. 
We're waiting for Steve I to know, pull up this link I'm the out. worst. It's exciting stuff. Amumu.rocks. <laughs> Amumu. Uh, yeah, we'll put a link. Also, um, some a lot of that yeah. stuff's on Amazon, too. We usually so. wouldn't do this. We usually kind of like turn up our nose at import brands that hit us up because they're usually trying to like take advantage of us, it feels like. But we have like a previous relationship with this guy. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's do something because <laughs> we did all those music area case tests with the Epiphone SL. So now it feels like this is going to throw some. And we actually met him in person at NAM. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Yeah. So, so, hey, hey, Chinese manufacturers, meet us in person at NAM and yeah, maybe no, we'll, answer, mean, we'll answer your emails, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to be said for... Um, I would say like the methodologies that we've uh, seen kind of pushed on us where we just, it's kind of abrasive. Yeah. There's a variety of different ways people will contact us to, you know, do product placement or, you know, to cover things. And a lot of times when it's coming from uh, overseas, things get lost in translation or expectations are unusual. <laughs> I'll say, yeah. uh, join the inner circle. We'll, you'll see screen grabs from time to time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, this week's other second sponsor, not other sponsor, is uh, Diderio. Uh, this week we're talking about the Diderio XT strings. Have you had a chance to try yours out yet? I haven't put them on anything yet. So the XT string is the next evolution in the, in the uh, Diderio X series. This is a nickel plated steel with extended life. It's an ultra-thin coating for natural fuel. I've see, been seeing these uh, users pop up on forums and saying, like, these are basically the best of the NYXL technology and the EXP coating for, like, a super good string. Even guys who are saying that they were, like, destroying NYXLs yeah. uh, said that they got really good life out of these. Like, I, there was one guy who was like, I usually kill a set of, D, of NYXLs and, like, two to three weeks because my skin's real gross, but I hate the way coated strings feel because it's just a dead sound. I think and I'm the XT them... like covers all of that, like takes care of all of those problems. I think I'm going to put them on the Titan. It's been a while since the Titan had new strings. I think also been thinking about swapping out the pick guard on this thing. So that'll be my excuse to do, cool, uh, man. To do that. Yeah. So uh, go check them out. The Dario XT strings. See the link below. Let's get on this. Ah, we got a topic. All right. There have been, it's not even a leak at this point. It's a straight up announcement that October 23rd. Strymon's doing something. Something is happening. Something is being released by Strymon Engineering. Uh, you go on to uh, their Instagram. Oh, I thought it was on Instagram. This came from their Instagram, I thought. I'm trying to find the post. They posted a picture of like their team looking at a computer screen and someone is explaining things and Strymon Engineering says, what are they discussing? Oh, hashtag on, October 23rd. On their story, hashtag October 23rd. So uh, what, do you have any idea what you think it is? Well, here's... Well, well first of all, I think it's going to be something that makes some people very happy and excited. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be something that makes other people very angry on the internet. And there will be all sorts of discussions about whether or not it should exist and why didn't they build the thing that they wanted you them to build. You just described every Strymon product release. But realistically, 
The last thing we saw them do was the Volante. That's what mm-hmm. it's called, right? Which is kind of like a departure from their previous uh, case designs and pedal layouts. I'm predicting. I'm putting on my fortune telling hat right okay. now. Um, that they're going to continue that form factor, that mm-hmm. pedal layout. And it's going to, and the way the Volante was super hyper focused on just a very specific uh, tape echo and everything surrounding that concept. Uh-huh. I think they're going to do something similar to that. It's not going to be, uh, you know, a reverb to end all reverbs. It's not going to be a delay to end all delays. It's going to be like, I mean, what I'm hoping for is a Volante styled spring reverb, where it's just like mm. everything you'd ever want to do with a spring reverb, uh, you know, modeling various physical spring reverbs over the years, various amp verbs, various external unit verbs, various studio spring reverbs and things like that. And really hyper dialing in, you know, drips and, you know, spring shakes and things like that. I mean, that's my personal wish. Cause then I'll <laughs> definitely hit them up and be like, Hey, let me demo one. Um, but I think even if it's not a spring reverb, it will be something in that vein. Um, there is, I mean, you or it will be a studio rock right. unit. You could be right. <laughs> a studio. Ra- oh yeah. They were, uh, they were working on that for a while. Like a synth module or something. Uh, like the magnet. You're talking about like the magneto. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, the speculation that I have heard based on some of the Instagram posts and people can go through and look at it, um, is that they're built, they are going to release an amp modeler. Interesting. Uh, they have an Instagram post up that, uh, where the backdrop now it's like one of the, it's one of the firmware engineers and the backdrop on both of the desktops are just a bunch of like classic amps side, like, so it's like a Vox AC 30 and huh. like a fender and whatever. And then they also did a, um, and this isn't my idea. Uh, I heard, I read this somewhere else from someone who was looking at their social media and there's also a picture of where it's like Strymon sells socks and the socks are uh, sitting next to some schematics. And if you look closely at the schematics, they are amp schematics. Interesting. So, I mean, that would definitely be something they haven't covered in the market yet. Yeah. Or it could just be a phaser. Cause this is the year of the phaser. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It is the year of the phaser. Yeah. We are still in 2019, the predicted prophesied year of the phaser. Yes. yes. So maybe it'll be a mega Volante style phaser. Phaser. That covers everything that a phase 90 can do. It's specifically a, phase 90s. A 90 degree. Oh, I was going to say it's only phase 90s. Only phase 90. It really dives into just Not that a, pedal. No, no phase 40, 45s. It'll just be, it'll be a one knob Strymon pedal and it'll be glorious. <laughs> <laughs> i mean both those options uh color me interested right an amp modeler from strymon and the thing i was talking about some sort of mega spring modeler i'd be way in so strymon if you're listening you've got three days to change all your plans i think this, around i think the spring said. modeler uh makes a lot of sense from the perspective of um or like the idea that it would be uh following in the footsteps of the volante yeah um 
and I think there's a lot of directions to go there. Yeah, me too. But, uh, well said, Steve. It's just going to be a fuzz pedal. <laughs> it's just going to be a fuzz. <laughs> They're going to come out with a fuzz face, and it's going to be all analog. There won't be any digital processing in it at all. Just a, hey, guys, here's our, here's our two-knob fuzz face. I hope you like yep, it. Yep. $400. $400. That would be buck wild if Strymon was like, hey, uh, here's a line of 12 analog pedals we just put together. Deal with it. People would buy them. Do you think? Oh, I mean, people would buy them, but I think... It's way outside of who they are. Yeah, there's definitely already. If Strymon uh, ever gets like snatched up in a big like corporate like buyout, right? That'll be the first thing that happens. They start releasing analog pedals. Yeah, no, they'll come out with a line of like twelve pedals first year, and then like six pedals every year after that, and it'll just be analog pedals. And they'll bring in like mm. what is his name, Bill Fripp or whatever, to uh, design them or whatever. But oh, George Trips, George Trips. Me and Bill, Na- Bill Fripp. Me and, me and names this. I'm pretty episode. sure Bill isn't Bill Fripp the guy in King from King Crimson. I don't know. I don't know names. I thought his. I thought the guy's name was Jake Dumble earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And I like how even in that case you could have just been like Mister Dumble. Mister. Like you could have just skipped it entirely, but instead you're like, uh, you know, Dumble. Uh, uh, you know, Stanis- Stanislav's Dumble. It's more fun this the way, fifth. Steve. It's more fun. <laughs> Jake Dumble. I want to talk about uh, these guitars that Paul Pennington yeah. picked up recently. All right, uh, All right okay. He, he, we didn't ask him permission to talk about this, so hopefully it's okay. Uh, but he posted on the Facebook group... Um, these two guitars and he was just like, Hey, I need help identifying these. One was like a semi hollow, like beetle bass sort of concept. Yeah. And one was a, uh, Baldwin Gemini. He didn't know what it was. You knew what it was. I knew what it was immediately. Uh, I've, I've looked at those. I've shopped those before. Uh, I think Eastwood made a copy of them. Oh, a reissue sort of thing. Um, I've never played one, so I don't know if they're any decent, but I know that there is a market for them out there in it, the, like the $400 to $500 range. It looks like trash. Oh, yeah. These look like dumpster dives, like 100%. Like these were underneath newspapers and cat crap in a hoarder's house. Like that's what yeah. these look like right now. And the headstock on the base, he actually said that he sold the base. Update, yeah. sold the base for 129 shipped, and shipping was 14 bucks. I That's don't remember. Crazy I think he me. paid like fifty bucks for both of these. Was the story? Yeah, it was like fifty or sixty something. Like I that. can't believe that base sold because the headstock has been massacred. Someone just cut the top off of yeah, it. Yeah, so it's a uh, you know it's a Hofner viola style base, violin, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so it had the scroll top headstock, and mm-hmm. somebody just took the scroll off. That's and a apparently tra- it did not fit into whatever case they had. That's a tragedy. Yeah, that was a if super you- bummer molest a scroll top headstock i hate you like i don't care what else what else you've done in your life i hate you i've always wanted like a burns with a scroll top i love scroll top looks it's so cool and to just cut one off i hope we never meet is all i'm saying and but it's also like crazy because they did like a weird like what is that material covering a vacant pickup hole in the base's neck i actually thought that that might be original maybe it's not no there's no way it kind of at my first thought was like oh it's wood but now looking at it more it's like it 
it's stretched out weird where it almost looks like a piece of rubber or fabric or something like that, like a piece of brown felt maybe. Oh, it could be felt and it's like what's it's like pinned put on down. tight. I don't know. It looks janky. And it's missing knobs and pit guards and stuff like that. I just I can't believe he was able to get 130 for it basically. Yeah. 115 after shipping. That is bananas. The Gemini I, I want to talk about the Gemini now. Let's talk about the Gemini. Um, it looks in pretty junky condition. Not as bad as that base. It's missing the uh, the name on the headstock. But the thing that's really crazy about this, and we didn't see it till later on when he updated us on it, is he started to strip the body. I don't know if he's planning on keeping this for himself or and is that, refinishing it. Is that what it, it was? Is he stripping the body? He's stripping the body and on the back, like there weren't there wasn't a neck plate or screws. It just looked like the neck had been glued in. And as he started to strip the paint away, he started to find wood glue where the holes would be and he would yeah. he scraped it out and someone drilled the screws through the body into the neck through the heel. And then fill without a neck plate or any sort of washers or anything. It's just screws into wood. And then they filled the the resulting holes with wood glue and filler and then painted over it. That is That is bananas. Bonkers. Yeah. All the B words. Buckwild, bananas, bonkers. It's bewildering. It's bewildering. I'm befuddled. <laughs> I mean, this is just mind bottling, man. Mind bottling. <laughs> I mean, I'm still like jealous of his score here. I think he said he paid fifty bucks for both of these. But man, what a pair of wrecks! Yeah, it's, and it's still shocking that he was able to sell, sell that base. It's crazy that base, oh, man. What I now it's bothering me because I'm looking at a bunch of different like violin bases over time and. I'm, I have no idea what this is. I don't no, know if somebody I mean, was it, able to identify it. It could or be not. anything. It could be anything. It could be some sort of, you know, like K or some kind yeah. of I don't think it's a legit Hoffner base. No, it's it's definitely not. Some sort of wild uh, the Hoffner base, import the copy. Hoffner bases don't have F holes. Oh, they don't? No. I think well, what do you know? Yeah, I didn't know that until I started. It could be at like an pictures. Aria or something or who knows. Yeah, somebody out there would, is going to recognize those pickups and know yeah. exactly what it is. But as much of a wreck as these things are, I mean, that Gemini's got the trim arm, and that's the first thing to go missing on these old kind of like import guitars. Yeah. Um, I would have been out the door for sure for both of these for 50 bucks locally. Oh, yeah, this is a steal, and that's why uh, Paul— I mean, you, he And then he sold it, and that's why Paul is the, the one flipper. of the flipping flippers. Yeah, that's a podcast. Go check it out, guys. He's probably going to talk about this on his own show. And here we already are did. doing double duty on it for him. Yep. Um, I mean, even if that Gemini isn't rescuable as it is, there's someone out there who will buy that trim with the arm for yeah. more than what he paid for the guitar. There's someone yeah. who will buy those pickups, who will buy original knobs and switches and tuners. Uh, I mean, it's it's a parts bucket for someone who really needs and it. And sometimes that's like, you know... we. The, when we started the show years ago, that was like the idea is like, you know, what can you flip? What can you, yeah. you know, what? We used to spend a lot more time talking on... about flips. And then they went and started their own show with a flipping concept. And we yeah. kind of backed off the flips. Well, we just stopped selling. Yeah, that's true. We stopped or flipping. Like, 
So it's like you can't, when you're not flipping, you can't talk about it. Well, it's right? like we moved more into like getting four ukuleles a yeah. week and having stuff sent to us. And it feels more crude Whoa. to be like, oh, someone sent us to us. Now let's flip it. <laughs> like that just seems well, it's like I'm also kind of crude. I just don't have the time to troll Craigslist all yeah, day. Yeah, me either. That's um, why we have everyone else do it for us. But you're saying with the Gemini and like this was even, uh, we talked about, uh, was it last week or two weeks ago, the Gibson up in LA that had like the busted headstock yeah. for like $200. That's a flip. And people were like, that thing looks like garbage. And I'm like, dude, like that's $200. There's probably $200 in parts. Sure. Like, or if you know somebody who's like actually knows how to like fix that, like you could probably, you know, get, make a little bit of money on it. Even if you have to pay for the, re- I like, mean, going back to that guitar paying repairs, 200 bucks for an SG standard, you pay someone 250 to repair that headstock. Now you've got a guitar you can sell for a thousand bucks. It's a flip. Yeah, maybe not a thousand, but nine hundred bucks. But I'd say at least eight. I'd say at least seven hundred. It's a flip. Yeah. There's no matter flip. how you look at it, it's a flip for sure. All right, next monster. Last yeah, monster. This, uh, last but never least, uh, this episode is brought to you by Sweetwater. This month at Sweetwater is the creative content creators creative creative content, content creators creation month uh, create uh, content creators month uh that's why we're using this road well it's not why we're using the roadcaster the roadcaster is freaking great but that's uh one of the things that we are promoting is the roadcaster they have a whole bunch of different uh products and bundles put together specifically for people who are looking to get started on youtube looking to start making podcasts looking to just record in their own homes uh all kinds of stuff there go check it out lots of deals Sweetwater. Go check them out. They're super cool. Click our link. We've got affiliate links going on with them. Yeah. So go uh, click, clicky, clicky, clicky. Even if you're not going to buy something, click it now and then remember it later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next topic. Yeah. Uh, did you screen grab this? Topic? I did screen grab it. So I, I'll, I I'll grab it. it. I know what the general topic is. But... We're going to talk about Squires versus Fenders. You know, I've, I, we've talked about this. To death in the past, but I feel like it deserves an update. Where did my screen grab go? It's in your photo album, Ryan. Is Uh-oh. it though? Uh oh, he All lost photos? it. Oh, he... there it is. I found it. They oh. changed the freaking iPhone changed the way they show photos. Uh, so Joseph Wu or Woe? I think it's Woe. Uh, really, what's the big difference between Squire and Fender to justify the huge price difference? I play my American Tele daily. And when I play a Squire in a store, I can't say it feels like a significantly lower quality guitar. If I get an Infinity Jazzmaster, am I going to regret it later in a way that I won't realize until I have it? Hmm. I think if, with an Infinity Jazzmaster, to me, that's that I've never, I've very rarely been impressed by anything that comes out of the Affinity line. I'll just get that out of the way. But, um, once you get Wait, say that again, you've very rarely ever... been impressed by a guitar from the Affinity. Okay, line, okay, yeah, the Affinity is... line is pretty much bottom of the barrel with Squire. So, uh, will you regret it later? I mean, I, I it just depends. Like, if you have more money later and you're happy with that now, you know, then you're not going to regret it later. It really depends on what your goals are for if that guitar. If you, if you, if in the future you're like, well, I've outgrown this guitar, I wish I had something else. You know, that's. That's a different angle. Um, but that being said, like across the board, uh, the Squire product line is is kind of 
slowly creeping up the price ladder. I mean, everything's getting more expensive all the time because that's the nature of the market. That's something I've been noticing the past couple of years is it really feels like Fender is pushing uh, the higher end, like the classic vibe and vintage modified stuff closer up into the made in Mexico price point. Right. And well, the made it, in Mexico price point is pushing farther up into uh, entry level USA stuff. Right. And not just in price, but like the quality has been pushed up too. Yeah. So, um, you know, comparing the big two, I guess at this point, we're kind of where, uh, you know, Fen like the Fender Mexico stuff, the Fender made in Mexico, which is the player series, um, is really priced to compete against like the Gibson, uh, faded stuff or the Gibson, like, is it the, the LPJ? They're changing their stupid names all the time. I don't know what the 2019 <laughs> series are called, uh, but like a few, a couple years ago, it was like the LPM was similarly priced. Right. Um, and yeah, like you said, like the, the higher end of Squire is now, do they have a $500 model now? Uh, or is I don't it know only up to 400, 500, but the, uh, those, those classic vibe star casters were 400 even. Yeah. And I know the classic vibe telly and strat, I think were like the, in the three fifty to three seventy five range. Yeah. And that's what Mexican strats used to be. Mexican tellies too. Like when yeah. I was in the late nineties, early two thousands, like you, that's what you would pay for in, in my M strat is 400 bucks. Right. And in turn, you know, that is kind of the question of, I mean, uh, here we are two decades we're later talking about but... a 20 year change in time and, and, you know, it, some of that is probably just actual pace of inflation, but I that feel we're not like thinking hard about like the, the quality of that, uh, that, uh, Starcaster that I played at Nam. I feel like that's fully on par with what Mexican fenders used to be. Right. And I feel like Mexican fenders have become a lot better now. Like right. all that Ventera stuff feels really nice versus, you know, just your standard, you know, strats and tellies from 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, I think they've just been able to bump up quality across the entire range and there's no reason they can't charge more for them. And there's no reason that you can't pick up one of the, uh, upper end squires for 400 bucks, 350, whatever, and have a completely serviceable, completely gigable guitar mm -hmm. that no one should complain about really. I mean, at, at that price point, then yeah, it's swap pickups if you want, like whatever. But I think the build quality is there. The fret quality is there. Like they're great guitars. I mean, really what it comes down to is vanity. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you feel affected by the vanity of having Squire on the headstock versus Fender? I, I'm not asking you. I'm asking sure the question asker out. Sure. In oh yeah. Space Leave a comment. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, let us know if you've played any of the newer Squire stuff and what what you think about it. And then even the or like the newer Fender Mexican lines. I see people on stages playing Squire all the time now, especially like in the surf scene where people are picking up Jazzmasters and Jaguars, right. and they don't necessarily want to haul out you know their vintage Jazzmaster uh, that's worth a couple grand and is kind of temperamental and needs constantly you know loving to keep going they're like oh i'm gonna take out the squire today because i want to bang it around on stage and i don't want to care you know like yeah they're they're fully giggable guitars and they play great so i don't know i what are you missing i i i think most of it probably like 90 percent of what you're missing with the squire versus fender is the vanity aspect of it mm -hmm. and then after that like that last 10 percent is 
a combination of vanity and kind of, I mean, well-deserved cork sniffery. The guitars do get better, but I don't feel like they get playably better. It's kind of like treat yourself better, you know? It's like yeah, the there's, all, there's it's always a, a level of that. And, and it's a difference between like a $15 bottle of wine and a $50 bottle right. of wine. And, and this goes back to uh, the original the original post question. You know, are you going to regret buying an, uh, an Affinity later? If you like it now, then you just have to think about, you know, if you like it now and then later you're like, well, now I can, like, five years from now you can you do feel like you feel a difference. Then you you can sell that one, get something new, and whatever your loss is, that's just, that's your, rent, your personal rental fee. Well, I think you know? with Affinity stuff, I think the quality does drop off fairly dramatically from say classic vibe down to affinity affinity. Oh, I think it does too, but I'm uh, just saying from the perspective of like being concerned sure, sure. about like, Oh, am I going to like regret this? I'm like, if you don't, if you think it's fine now, then you're probably not going to regret yeah. it. I think with an affinity, say jazz master, like he was talking about, you're not going to buy one of those instead of buying a regular jazz master. Cause an affinity jazz master is like a double humbucker thing with a hard tail right. and like a different aesthetic. Like if you want a jazz master, they can get a jazz master. If you want an affinity jazz master, it's because you want that guitar, and it's not really about that guitar versus a different jazz master. Yeah. So look at it for its own specific qualities, um, and decide whether you want that or not. Really, mm-hmm. that's my call. Uh, I agree. Last ad. Let's get out of here. Let's get to the point with this guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, oh, I want to do some housekeeping real oh, quick. Yeah, housekeep us. Uh, housekeeping. Um, Thank you. Sorry. Thank you, <laughs> Michael Loner, for uh, joining us at the $10 level, oh, the inner circle level. Grab something out of that box for him. Grab something out of that box. We got, we I'll got, figure it out later. I want to get rid of stuff. Uh, we're we're going to surprise you. We'll send you something out of uh, this swag box yeah, that we have here. I got to figure it out. It's going to be, uh, well, we'll talk about it later anyway. Uh, thanks for supporting us. Uh, Patreon.com slash 60 cycle hum cast. Yeah. I can never remember what the actual link is. I mean, there's, I should know. there's links to it from 60 Cycle Humcast. We're on Patreon. There's a link in the description if you want to support yeah. the show. New thing I think we're going to do, if you can handle that document I sent you. I can handle it. Uh, is we're going to put the list of everyone who supports the show through Patreon at the end of the episode. So instead of looking at our dumb faces during the song, you can read your name. Well, I think we'll all do some transparencies. People can yeah. do both. Oh, there we go. And yeah. that it's going to be everyone. $1, $2. A thousand dollars a month, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Everyone on that is the uh, that is the egalitarian list. Uh, all all support goes on all the same font size. What is going on? Ryan is wandering around the room. Ryan is plugging in. Ryan is. Oh, I know what's going on. Uh, yeah, so I just anyway. remembered that we we listened to the songs at the end of the episode now, so I needed to get the cable to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's a great way to support the show. Also, you know, sending us ads uh, is also actually another really cool way to support the yeah. show. Just joining the Facebook group and being a generally cool person. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, so this last ad, I don't remember who sent this to us. I feel like someone private messaged it to me, uh, and then I screen grabbed it, and I forgot got to put in the information so if you sent this uh claim your internet credits uh in the comment section or on the facebook group uh this is an electric guitar it's pointy 
It is pointy. It is listed in Riverside for $150. Selling one of the rock gods of guitars, a Hondo Death Dagger, recently turned and tuned and restrung. I don't have the full description. I didn't click. Oh, hasn't been played much since then. Hanging on the wall, looking awesome. Comes with a Hondo. You screen grabbed it. Oh, there it is. Hondo custom hard case because it definitely needs it. Yeah. Uh, needs to go to a new home. Make me an offer. Please make sure you're serious and ready to buy. Please don't waste my time kicking tires. Um, now I've seen these around before. Yeah. And I've come, come to the conclusion that they're not good guitars. Really? It's a little bit of a, of a, like a, a Sherlock Holmesy way of getting around to that conclusion. Cause I've never actually played one, but the reason I suspect these are not good guitars is because every time I see them, the points, the ends of the super sharp stiletto points on these guitars are broken, are not broken. They're always pristine. And that, so that makes you think that they're bad because people are not playing because them. people aren't playing. Because if anyone played this for any amount of time, those tips would be snapped off. Like, I mean, immediately. that could just mean they're not playing them live. That doesn't mean they're not if playing these were them. guitars. If these were good guitars, people would be playing them live. Maybe the people who have them and broke them just don't want to play them live because they're broken. Look at this thing, man. There are four sharp points on this. Two of them are on the headstock. Those headstock ones are crazy. You could not walk across a stage without bumping mic stands with this guitar. You just oh, could it's, not. It's missing the uh, nut locks. Ah, you can replace those for the Floyd Rose. Um but I've seen Randy Rhodes. Every used Randy Rhodes V I've seen, the tip is busted off. It's the same sort of uh, pointy shape. I'm glad you clarified that because I was going to make a seance joke. <laughs> Every time I see Randy Rhodes, he's like, I'm dead. I'm a ghost. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just don't. Too soon. I don't, th- I don't think I've ever seen one of these that's messed up. Uh, and they're wild looking guitars. I mean, look at it. It's got six screws. Yeah. Holding the neck yeah. into the right. heel. Let's get down to brass tacks here, Ryan. $150. Is this really... That's what the guitar's worth, I think. Would Are you active? If you lived in Riverside, are you trying to hunt this down for $150? Uh, I don't want it for me, but I'd be hitting up people I know like, hey, you got to go get this. I feel like this guitar is weird enough that you could get your money back on like... A couple demo, like if you did a couple videos with it, I think you could get those, get the views. Let's see what eBay says about these. Well, someone made, well, there's a Yakima Death Dagger for eight fifty. I don't know, it's like a copy of it. Interesting. The rest of the of the listings are knives, knives. actual <laughs> knives. <laughs> there's a couple of fantasy swords in here. <laughs> All right, let's go to filter. To completed listings. Oh, dude! There, apparently, there's also a Death Dagger base. One went for one thirty nine. You know you want that base, Steve. I'm seeing them on on Reverb in the three to four hundred dollar range. I think it's a good buy. I just really doubt that it's a good guitar. I mean, Hondo stuff can kind of be all over the map. Sometimes you can get a winner, but for yeah, the most part, I'm not saying it's great. I just you really think it's going to be bad? I mean, it's a Honda. Here's one. Someone's trying to get $1,000 for one. I think it's going to be just bad enough to not be worth playing. I think it'll be fine where you pick it up and you're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. 
but it's not good enough for you to be like, I gotta play this thing. I just gotta all right. Play it. I'll, I'm I I that's probably fair. Yeah, that's probably fair. It also tricks you into thinking this has the craziest fret axis ever. But it really doesn't. And it's just kind of normal fret access for a twenty-four fret guitar. Yeah, if it <laughs> if it if it had like a four bolt neck instead of a freaking six bolt neck, the fret access would be pretty good. I think this guitar could survive getting a little amputation on that butt end there. Just only have the single point, or like taking it in a little bit. Then it would less have dramatically that, uh, for more of an ex- like a more subdued explorer shape on the back end of there, and just leave that bottom point. Then it would be uh, what was the brand? What was that make that we did a few weeks ago? I don't know. Uh, the one that only you knew about because it was the Van Halen thing, and I don't know anything. Oh about Van Halen. yeah, that Kramer. Yeah, I forget what it was called. Yeah, I'd be kind of. I, I guess what I, it would kind of have like there. that aesthetic. The Hydra, yeah. Kramer Hydra. It'd have that general aesthetic. Um, but like way like an extreme version. Yeah. What year do you think these were made? Just off the look of it. We don't need to actually know. Uh, 1987. 87 is a good guess. I think I'm going to go 90. I think this is think farther along in the history of pointy guitars. Let's see if one of these eBay listings has a date. Rare vintage. It doesn't say anything about the, the age Death of it. Dagger family. I found a blog about it. There we go. The Death Dagger family was built in Japan. So there's like examples of it, but I'm not seeing anyone like anywhere where he says he just says it was early eighties. So it sounds like mm. or actually says mid. Hondo had an amazing catalog in the early eighties. Yeah, but he never specifies specifically like what year. You're probably this cr- is. closer to right. Uh, the oh, those are that's a different one. That's the H2 Metal Master, of course. Um, Just the pointiness of this. 1983. Whoa, that's early. Yeah, this is 1983. It has a new high volume X4 humbucking pickup. This one does not have the Floyd Rose, so now I'm wondering if that Floyd Rose is actually aftermarket. I don't think so. I think this is just a different version of it, and this has a different pickup in it as well. Yeah. But the pointiness of it just reads as 90s to me more for some reason. Weird. All right, well, if you care about this guitar and have input on it, let us know in the comments section, as always. And uh, uh, send us songs. Steve, tell tell us about the song that we're about to listen to. We're done, Steve. Stop looking at those those guitars. We're done with guitars. It's time for songs now. What? We're done with guitars? Uh, This song uh, was sent in by Richard. Uh, He's in a band called Brigades. I think we've played some stuff from them before. Uh, This song is called China Doll. Don't 
There's like three more solos. I got my fingers crossed for a bridge. Like another bridge. Okay. Oh, this is the end. I mean, this is the kind of music I listen to like all the time. So I really like this. It's the kind of song where like. I would never choose to listen to that on my own. It's just not I my know style. You will. And I would be like, if I was in the, trapped in a car with a bunch of friends and this is the kind of music they were listening to, I'd be just like, oh, I'm just exhausted by this. But I would have a blast being in that band and playing on that track. Cause right. like, there's no part of that music that isn't fun to play. Yeah. Like that song's kind of a banger. It, it, it was a banger. Yeah. Let's right. listen to it again. No, 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 no. Okay. Bye everybody. Stay grounded. <laughs>